welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout, and I'm alongside Garrett Jacobsmeyer. Hello, everyone. So we are streaming this live on my Instagram story. We're going to have some call-ins if you want to call in. Just DM me. We'll give you the phone number, and you can call and talk to us live on air. Um, let's get started with the big news of yesterday, last night. Uh, Garrett Cole to the Yankees. Nine years, $324 million. Crazy big contract for that guy. I wish I got $324 million. Buy, buy a nice house. Handle it's sausages. ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. But So my initial reaction to this is, great, Yankees got a one of the best pitchers in the game. And they're going to be a really tough team to beat next year. I honestly don't think anyone's going to beat them next year. Yeah, they, uh, they're the Yankees, though. We see this so much from them, so That's I true. guess we're used to it. Red Sox hitters have a 310 batting average against Garrett Cole. 310 is pretty good. Yeah, but ah, yeah, we'll see. Um, it's, that's what they were missing last year was an ace with Luis Severino out, but now they have that ace and Luis Severino healthy, they're going to be a dangerous team. But the only consolation here is Garrett Cole is being paid $36 million a year, however it works out, for nine years until he's, what, like 38 or something like that? So they're going to be locked up with that contract for a while. They're already locked up with Stanton's contract for a while. They're going to have these big contracts for many, many years. So if they don't win in the next three to five years, they're screwed because they have those big contracts and they won't be able to... Like, we've seen how those big contracts can hurt teams. We're seeing it right now with the Red Sox with David Price's contract and all these big contracts. I think even five years is generous for the guy. Pitchers don't last... I mean, a few have, but they don't last at an elite level. They don't last at whatever level they're paying them per year. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we'll see. We'll hope, I guess. Yeah, um, but... It almost works out well that this is the year that the Yankees signed Garrett Cole because I don't think the Red Sox are going to be very competitive next year. I think they'll be they'll be competitive. They could make a push for the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be a World Series contender next year. So it's almost good that the Yankees' best year could be the year that we're kind of rebuilding or retooling, um, and then we can try to attack them after. But next year is kind of going to be the year where we're trying to figure out how we can win with a lower payroll. It's kind of a transition year with the Heim Bloom era starting. So I think it works out well in that sense that they get Garrett Cole the year that we're kind of transitioning. Yeah, I don't know how competitive we're going to be for the uh, really elite level years that I guess we would expect from Garrett Cole. What you give him, I give him like four. You know, you, he can give more, but I think you're probably guaranteed like four, right? And I don't know how competitive we're going to be in four years. Hopefully that's the time we explode, and that's the time that they take a step back because they're wasting all this money on a pitcher, you know? Yeah. Um, hopefully they line up. but Because, I mean, our rebuild, or their rebuild, lined up with our success. Not necessarily rebuild, but they were in the low, yeah, cutting payroll for, of, yeah. for a little while when we won. So, I don't know. I just hope they don't win. I want to celebrate Yankee Elimination Day every year. That's true. Um, yep. <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> We just- pray. I'm hoping something goes wrong. Like maybe like a nice little uh, torn rotator cuff Ooh, for Jason, but it's first injury. couple days it's of spring injury. training. Come on, man. Normally, I don't want to wish an injury upon a player, but if Garrett but Cole could get injured and miss a little bit of next season or seasons after, that'd be cool. It's almost karma. We've had so many injuries. Chris Sale is the guy that yeah. you know should be the most scary name on our team, but he's been injured, so maybe a little karma would be cool. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I wish is that the Red Sox were – going for it all this year and not retooling because it'd be interesting to see them battle it out with the Yankees like that those two teams battling it out for the AL East and the AL with Garrett Cole and then Chris Sale and David Price Luis Severino uh, Eddie Rodriguez and James Paxton like that would be fun that rivalry right there would be fun but the Yankees right now are a better team so yeah it sucks to admit that yeah um Another thing, Didi's gone, right? Yeah. Um, so. He's very overrated, and I'm glad that I don't have to hear Yankees fans say he's better than Bogarts anymore. Because it's not true. It's true. No, that's fair. All Speaking right, that's of fair. Bogarts, he was named to the all-MLV team, which is a new thing, as yeah. the best shortstop this year or something. That's cool. I'm surprised they haven't had it before. Yeah, I like it. I don't really, It doesn't really have much significance to me, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. Um, so going from the Yankees big pitcher... 
to the Red Sox big pitcher contract-wise. David Price. What are we going to do with David Price? So there have been rumors circulating the past few days that David Price is on the trade block, and apparently multiple teams are interested in him. $96 million still owed to him, and he's, what, like 32 or something like that? He's old. If you think about it, it's it's all about markets, right? Something sets the market every year. That's where these guys go. We had two pitchers set the market. Um, So I guess if a team wants a pitcher they got to go for a guy and i think price is the guy we got to go i mean i know you uh you're a fan of avaldi going is that yeah i think he's easier to trade but i don't know if that solves their problem right does that solve their payroll not solve but does that help their payroll problem it helps yeah but I enough mean, to warrant giving him up is what i mean they went through the whole entire like process of non-tendering marco hernandez and re-signing him just to save like fifty thousand dollars i feel like 17 million dollars would be worth it to them Okay, fair enough, yeah. It's more than that because he's owed more in his next few years of his contract. I don't remember how much. But with David Price, I guess the appeal to him to other teams is he's a veteran leader who can help maybe a young pitching staff and can still be good during the season. But I don't know if it's worth $32 million a year, $96 million total for a team to take that on. I mean, Price is a good pitcher, right? I at least yeah. He's a, he good, is a pitcher. good pitcher, and his biggest criticism is he's not clutch. Until the Red Sox won, he hasn't been clutch his whole career. Um, I guess if you're a team and you're thinking back, like what's the most recent opportunity he had to do that? He did. He was clutch. He succeeded. But I don't know. It's just a lot of money to give up for an old guy. In sports, that's what it is. Money for youth. So, So when you're trying to trade that big contract with Price, the way I see it is there's two realistic ways that that happens. One, we package him with an Andrew Benatendi or a Michael Chavis, which I really don't want to do. And the other scenario is we eat some of his contract, probably like at least 40% of his contract, if not more, mm-hmm. which is counterproductive because we're trying to cut payroll. I guess it's not completely counterproductive because you're still clearing the rest of that contract. But I don't know. I mean, if you're paying a portion of his contract, you're probably still going to be paying... I mean, that's probably going to equal around like $17 million, which is Nathan Avaldi's contract. And then it comes down to who would you rather have on the team, Nathan Avaldi or David Price? And I'd rather have David Price because he's that veteran leader. And if Chris Sale is injured or unable to pitch, David Price can step up as the the old guy in the clubhouse who's taking these younger guys under his wing and being clutch in big moments and big games and being the ace. Even if he's not the best pitcher, like Eddie Rodriguez is probably the best pitcher if Chris Sale's out. But David Price can, he was the best pitcher. He's had the best track record. He's been there. He's been in the game for a while. So it's good to have him um, at the top of the rotation if you have the choice between him and Evaldi. Mm-hmm. And Evaldi's easier to trade because he's younger, uh, less salary, a little more potential, throws 100 miles an hour. He's also the same kind of coin flip as Price, though. You don't know That's true. Price because he's old and Valdi because he's injured. They're big question marks, both of them, right. with injuries, and you don't know whether they're going to be good or bad in any given game. Like, David Price had to share games last year where he would only make it mm-hmm. through, like, two innings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or what was it? That, that like, was five outs or it something, was, that game? ugly. Yeah, and Nathan Valdi can be the same way. Like, he could get lit up for, like, four runs and just a few batters, so... Yeah, they're both big question marks, but when they're good, they can be really good. They, they can. And that's what you bank on. That's what other teams bank on. Hopefully, if we get rid of them. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to take questions from here? Because I think it'd be fun. Sure. What do you a got? Interactive thing. One person, uh, my friend Drew Colucci, thinks that Cole is going to get blown up at his first start against the Red Sox. Which I would love to see that. That would be great. <laughs> that would be so much fun. <laughs> if oh, we man. jump on him for like eight runs in the first start against us, that would be awesome. I know. It, and, you know, the optimism is going to be rolling and rolling. It's like, oh, here we go. And then smack them down. That would be cool. That would be um, awesome, yeah. <laughs> interesting note. Um, Sam Diacchio said he talked to a Red Sox assistant coach in person and asked about Mookie Betts. He said he has to stay quiet and can't say a lot about anything. I think it's the big sense. Yeah. But Regardless of what they plan on doing with Mookie, he's going to have to stay quiet. Like, he can't just go out there sharing the team's secrets to everyone he talks to. It'd be kind of fun to just say, yeah, he's coming back. See you in the stands. Yeah. I don't know. But um, 
What else do we got? I honestly I'm, don't, I'm trying, everyone. I'm doing my best. I honestly don't think the Red Sox know what they're going to do with Mookie Betts at this point. No, I think, I think, no, I think they have no idea. Yeah. You, <laughs> that's why you're trying to get $50,000 from every little guy you can. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they yeah. have any idea. I don't know if Mookie has any idea. If you trade price to contender, you'll get more back. I, I guess, but what contender? I don't know. Um, he seems like more of like a uh, guy that a team would bank on to make them a contender, contender because of the contract. I don't know. You trade him to a contender, you don't want to lock up a contender with this contract for a the while. The problem you though, win now though. The problem is he's past his prime. Yeah. So you, you see what I mean? Like you take that guy in right now, and you're like, all right, let's win now. And you kind of screw yourself over for a couple of years. I guess that's a plan, but that's why I just I don't, don't see a team wanting to trade for David Price as much as maybe Nathan Avaldi. I mean, a team like the Twins is like on that lower level of yeah. I don't know. I mean, the team that has shown the most interest in him, I think, has been the Texas Rangers. Oh, the Rangers! But yeah, 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 they signed multiple pitchers. They signed um, Jordan Lyles and. I think it was um, Lance Lynn, maybe. I forget, but they signed a few pitchers. I don't think they're interested in him anymore. So I don't really know what David Price's market is. Um, and then let's let's talk about that other scenario that I brought up is packaging Andrew Benatendi or Michael Chavis with him. <laughs> I'm very against that because you want this team to get younger. You want to have young talent. So trading away that young talent is, again, I'm going to use the word counterproductive. So Andrew Benatendi, I think, is a future star. I was comparing stats between him and Christian Yelich in their first like three years in the major leagues. Andrew Benatendi is very comparable to him. He's even a little bit better than Christian Yelich was in those first three games. And then now, obviously, Christian Yelich is one of the best players in the game. So it's definitely not time to give up on Andrew Benatendi. He still can break out and be a star. And I think he will break out and be a star. He has that natural raw talent his swing is naturally like perfect his swing has been beautiful since he came into the league that's been his thing it's like that's teaching tape for every yeah. little t-ball player in the whole state you know absolutely and he's shown um he has a knack for clutch hitting with runners on base he's one of the best um, runners in scoring position hitters in the league and then he also has shown that he can make adjustments which is a huge huge factor in major league baseball we saw it last year when he fixed his swing, fixed his power numbers. That's a huge uh, characteristic of a good baseball player. So I think he has many great years ahead of him. I think he will be a maybe I want I guess maybe not an MVP candidate, but at least a perennial all-star. I think he has a lot of potential. And Michael Chavis is very similar. He we saw what he can do driving the ball out of the ballpark. And the only concern with him is he can't hit the high fastball, but you can work on that. He can get better. I don't know. I see. I see Ben Attendee as a better prospect than Michael Chavis. Honestly, like I, I think a lot of people are talking about. Oh, you want to give up Ben Attendee, but when you say Chavis, absolutely not. That's probably more of a uh, recency kind of bias. Um, I'd rather have Ben Attendee. He can field. He can. Yeah. His swing is perfect. I'd rather have that guy. But you know, why? Why have to choose? It's we're in a tough situation exactly. with this price contract. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but. Mind you, this is still early. The MLB hot stove is a little misleading. Things don't happen like that. So yeah. teams, I think, are almost trying to trying to play the waters, trying to coax the Red Sox into doing something more. It's almost with Mookie. They're all everyone's saying, "Oh, we don't really want Mookie for that, uh, you know, that contract or whatever. We don't really want Mookie. We don't think we're not going to give you that much for him." That all happens. You can say that until you have to make the deal, and then you give the stuff up. You know, like until you need the guy. So that's kind of how GMs work. That's kind of how teams work. They're trying to make put out as many rumors they can to uh, muddy the waters. But yeah. And with winter meetings going on right now, this is where everything really starts to get going. This is when the rumors are circulating. This is when talks begin. This is when um, ideas start to become legitimate possibilities of what could happen. And I really don't like the whole trade Andrew Benatendi thing that's developed and there have been these rumors that Andrew Benatendi has been meeting with hitting coaches I don't know what that's all about um I don't really know what that's the problem with the Red Sox right now is I don't really know what their intentions are I don't know if they want to like tear a lot of it down and go like with a young core they could trade Chris Sale they could trade David Price I don't think there's any locks on this team of who's going to come back next year outside of probably Devers, Bogarts, and Erod. Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't think there are. 
It's kind yeah. of scary as a fan. It is scary. You have no idea what lineup they're going to put out there on the field next year. You have no yeah. idea what trades, what signings they're going to do this offseason. I think back a little while back, even uh, right after the season ended with the stuff that they sent out to the uh, season ticket holders, like the people were analyzing the picture that they sent yeah. and how Mookie Betts wasn't there, but uh, I think Erod yeah. was there. So right? apparently on like the spring training tickets advertisement, they originally didn't have Mookie Betts on it and everyone was freaking out. And then they added Mookie Betts to a different ad. And then people are saying, oh, what does this mean? Does that mean he's staying? I don't think the Red Sox are going to reveal what they're going to do this offseason in an Instagram story advertisement. Well, we're a little paranoid here. Us Red That's Sox true. nation is a little worried. Yeah, it was the same thing with like when Mookie Betts unfollowed the Red Sox, followed them back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it's what questions do we have in the live? Just say uh, the Angels and Phillies might be two tre- teams that go for price, maybe even the Braves. Yeah, I could see that. I, it's yeah. it's the teams that are on the verge of playoff contention or on the verge of yeah, World Series contention. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing with Mookie Betts, is they need that one factor to push them over the edge. And I don't know if David Price is exactly that guy, but he could be because of his knowledge of the game and what he's done in the past. Mookie Betts, I think, is the guy that is that one factor that can push a team over the edge. Um, we'll get to that a little later. Yeah, way think, more than price. I think sure. we're going to take our first call. Let's do it. If they call. Anything we can, else we on can the just keep going here? until they call. Sam Diaco says uh, he's not worried about cold to the, so- uh, to the Yankees. We've hit him well. We mentioned at the beginning. Yeah, 310 average. Then we hope. JBJ had hope so. that double in the, uh, what was it, ALCS last in 2018. I want to say last year. I wish that was last year. I missed that. <laughs> All the optimism we had at the yeah. end of that season. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's another thing, too. Is I just hope that this year coming up is fun. Like, I don't really... Like I said, I don't really think we're going to be huge World Series contenders. But I hope it's a fun year. Last year was not a fun year. I hope that we have, like, the young guys like Devers and Bogarts going nuts out there. And I hope that we're winning games and not getting blown out by teams like the Royals or the Orioles. Like, I want to win the games that we're supposed to win. That's what I want, because that's that's fun. And I want, like, blowouts and fun stuff, whatever. Yeah. I just don't want it to be like last year. It's just disappointment is worse yeah. than, honestly, dis- disappointment is worse than losses in general. Like, if you dis- like losing to a team you should lose to isn't that bad. You know? Oh, we got a call. There we, we go. go. You are on the air. How you doing, my friend? What's your name? Hi, Quinn. Here, What's you up? take it, Jason. It's all you. So, I'm calling to ask about what we're going to do with Holt and Purcello because obviously they're both free agents. And, you know, because if we sign both of them, how is that really going to affect the payroll and what we're trying to do with the payroll? Yeah, okay. so Porcello at this point, I don't think he's... I mean, he's a former Cy Young winner, and I know that he's not the best pitcher out there, and he can have, when he's bad, he's really bad, but... Oh my God. it is, I remember going to a game last year, he had a 5 nothing lead, almost blew it, it was just, ugh. That's what he does. Yeah. And if you, you have Jarwin Zernandez, but do you really have a reliable, because you don't, do you really have a reliable five, starting five? Yeah, well, well, right now, I think we only have a reliable one, and that's Erod. Because Chris Sale, we don't know if he's healthy. David Price could be traded. Nathan Evaldi could be traded. Porcello, I don't think we're going to sign back. I think he's just too expensive and too unpredictable. Um, And then we don't really have depth in the minors or these young prospects that we can throw into the rotation. I think Darwin's in Hernandez at this point. He is destined to be a bullpen arm, and I think that's where they want him is in the bullpen. So I don't think he can slide into that rotation unless we're desperate. So I don't really know what the rotation is going to look like. I don't know if they're going to try to sign some people. That's why trading David Price and or Nathan Avaldi is tough. Proven pitchers aren't aren't easy to find. They don't grow on trees, right? So you you have almost a guarantee with these guys. You have a guarantee better than pretty much any prospect, I would think. Um, yeah, with David Price, he's a former Cy Young winner, and he's been there. He's done that. So even if he's not the best pitcher out there on the field at any given moment, he can still help the team and be a leader in the clubhouse and someone who knows how to get guys out when he needs to. So that that's the value that he can bring to other teams. And I think that's the value that we would propose when trading him. But that value we could also use. We still need uh, pitching on our team. We still need starters in a rotation. 
like we've said, Chris Sale is a question mark. What Heim Bloom was brought in to do is sign these like low name guys, these low risk guys who maybe haven't been successful in the major leagues yet, but they have potential to break out. That's what he did in Tampa Bay. And that's what the Red Sox goal is right now is to build depth in the minor leagues and find a bunch of guys who can potentially break out. But if they don't break out, we're only paying them like 700,000. We're paying them major league minimum. So it doesn't really matter if they don't work out, but if they do work out, then it's a major, um, it's really helpful for the team. And then um, last question, what about Holt? You know, like, are we going to sign him? Are we not? Like, do yeah. we kind of need him? Do we need him? Do we don't need him? That's tough because I don't really think that we need him on the team, but I really, really want him on the team because, like, yeah. Brock Holt's Brock Holt. Love Brock, who doesn't love Brock Holt? That's exactly. True. The whole Red Sox fan base loves Brock Holt, so it's hard to say just let him go. But it comes down to money at this point, and I don't think they can afford to have a $6 million a year utility guy. But if they want to put him in a starting role, either at second base or somewhere in the outfield, if they trade JBJ, Benatendi, or Mookie. Yeah, that's the thing. It depends on the other transactions. Yeah, it, it all, like, this whole offseason depends on Mookie Betts. What we do with Mookie Betts determines what we do with everyone else on the team. Because if we don't want to trade Mookie Betts, I don't think that we'll be able to keep David Price and Nathan Valdi. But if we trade Mookie Betts, then I don't think there's any chance that we trade either of those guys because we need them. We need them, for sure. Yeah. And if you're not trading David Price and Nathan Valdi to keep Mookie Betts, then what's the whole point of this thing? I feel like the end goal should be to keep the best player on your team. But... What it comes down to is, can the Red Sox re-sign him when he's a free agent? He's not going to sign an extension. That's pretty established at this point that he doesn't want to sign an extension. He wants to go to free agency and get the most possible money that he can get. So, do the Red Sox feel confident that they can re-sign him in free agency? That's that's the big factor there. I I don't think they feel confident. I, honestly, I don't. And then if you what don't, has he shown? so if you don't feel confident that you can re-sign him, you don't want to lose him for nothing. So then trading him to another team could become the best option because then you're guaranteed to get something back. I've said this in every episode, I think. You're guaranteed to get something back if you trade him. And if he goes to free agency and you lose him without trading him, you get nothing. Because, well, people say that you don't get nothing. You get the value of Mookie Betts playing for your team for a year. But I don't think we're going to contend next year for the World Series. So Not for the World Series. We don't get that value. All. So then we're losing him for nothing. Yeah. Um, he wants to test free agency, as you would say. Because um, he's going to get probably get $400 million. It's yeah. going to be insane. It, it makes sense. You can't blame the guy. That's, that's what people do. I never blame a guy for really taking the money, unless yeah. one specific player went to the Yankees that I think we have a yeah. question about. But um, Yeah. I used to like Gary Cole. Yeah. Used to like Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one interesting scenario I saw on Twitter is, what if the Red Sox trade Mookie Betts but sign Anthony Rendon and put him at second base. Because the problem with Mookie Betts is you don't know if he's going to leave in free agency. Okay. With Anthony Rendon, if you're signing him to a long-term deal, you know he's going to stay. And he can, and he's one of the best players in the game, too. That would... I mean, that makes sense. It's a creative idea. It is. And I don't know if that's what the Red Sox want to do, but that could be an option. I don't think it's going to happen, first of all, but that could be a creative option. Well, they also have analysts looking at free agents skip a year, right? They're looking at analysts looking at free agents. Yeah, they're looking the years year after. Yeah. Um, what do we have? <laughs> the Yankees can kiss my behind. We're gonna we're gonna play hardball. I think we win some games. I hope. <laughs> I I don't know how you compete with the Yankees. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Yeah, that's. I the grew problem. up literally with my dad celebrating Yankee Elimination Day. I've grown up with this inner hatred of this team. Honestly, but if we were in the NL, if we were in the NL, we have a shot at We'd being... We'd be way more confident. Yeah. <laughs> We'd yeah. almost be a lock for the playoffs. Because if you think about it, we're not that bad. I think this is Raphael a playoff Devers, team, honestly. Xander Bogarts, we keep Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez. Well, what about pitching? We can't pitch. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest problem. I mean, we saw that last year. We had the best offense in the league, but we didn't make the playoffs because our pitching was not good enough. I'm a fan of signing Porcello back. That's just me. To how much? Oh, we have another call in. Hello, welcome to Wendy's. Can I take your order? <laughs> uh, I just want to talk about 
two things. One, uh, this Chris Sale, a year after he signed the uh, extension, I'm nervous as hell watching him because, I mean, he's one of the best pitches I've ever watched, but at the same time, Father Time is on the scene. And his throwing motion is just its not conducive to long-term success, which he had, obviously. Uh, but I think that was a mistake, and I just wanted to get your opinion one, one year removed. Also, I would be pissed if the Sox had no, no Matt Mookie Betts is going to walk and they don't trade him. I think they're going to deal him at the deadline. I don't think they're going to do it in the winter meetings because they're going to feel it out a little more. But at the deadline, I would, I expect these to get dealt. I don't think they're going to contend, and I would be pissed if they don't deal him. I love, I love watching him play, but I just don't think that he's going to, I don't think he's going to stay here. Yeah, well, first, I want to address the Mookie Betts thing, is if you trade him at the deadline, whatever, this, if you trade him at the deadline, he, I don't know if you can get as much value back for him as you could um, right now, but it almost is a better option to trade him at the deadline because you can see by that time if you're going to be contending, mm-hmm. you can also see, or you can also see what teams could possibly need him more because by the trade deadline, teams are going to know if, they're playoff contenders or not, and they're probably going to know if they're World Series contenders or not. And if they see themselves as playoff contenders but maybe not good enough to get to the World Series, they may want to get Mookie Betts to push them over the edge. So that's one way that trading them at the trade deadline could be beneficial. Plus, we saw what the Orioles got from Manny Machado at the deadline. So Yeah, and there's also a, uh, for a team that knows that or believes that Mookie Betts can take them over the edge, they'll know if they're at that point by that time. Um, so they won't have that risk of wasting it, you know? So yeah. they'll know if they have studs coming out of nowhere or they know that they're the Red Sox last year and they have a bust. So um, they'll know, and hopefully we can get something that good for them. Yeah. Plus, at least if he doesn't get traded in the offseason, that'll give us some hope for the uh, beginning of the season that maybe we'll do something like It would infuriate me. I, I would dislike Mookie Betts. If we lose him for More nothing, you mean? A, yeah. If he just walks, I don't, I don't know. That'd be tough. Yeah. It's a front office thing. I understand it's not him, and he's taking the money. But yeah, um, well, he loves playing in Boston, so it comes down to the Red Sox paying him. Yeah, and um, that's tough to give a player what like ten years, four hundred million, something like that. I, I don't think he's gonna get more than Trout. No, but, I don't think so at all. Uh yeah, but he'll get a lot of money. And then for Chris Sale, yeah, I mean, when we first acquired him. I wasn't really concerned about his health until I saw that throwing motion that he talked about every single day that he pitched. It's not a traditional throwing motion, and he's a thin guy. He's he's not a traditional looking guy though. That's true. He's, he's a little. He has a weird body. He's like a bird. Yeah, and then, but he's throwing a hundred miles an hour with that. Yeah. With that body and with that motion, and we've talked about how we don't think that's sustainable, and we've seen what. It's done to him injury-wise. So that's a big concern with Chris Sale. But when he's healthy, he's the best pitcher in the game. He's one of the best pitchers in the game. Yeah. So you have to just, I guess, hope at this point that he's healthy and hope that he can be that ace at the top of the rotation for you. Because if we lose him, we don't really have... If we lose him and David Price or when David Price retires or whatever, we don't really have a set ace at the top of the lineup, at the top of the rotation, I mean... Eduardo Rodriguez, I guess, is ace material, but he's young and inexperienced. I think he is, like, the star young guy in a rotation. But Chris Sale, when he's healthy, he's the best pitcher in the game. When he's not healthy, he he's not he's not fun he's to not, watch. Yeah, he's not. Um, I was reading an article today. The Red Sox front office, or at least the people who control what goes out to the PR not the PR, the media, um, they weren't concerned. They released a statement recently that talking about how they weren't concerned. They didn't regret that big deal that you were talking about. Um, well, they wouldn't say that they regret it. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> but you would kind of see more of like a uh, hesitation from them. You know, maybe this was a mistake. Maybe this was something we won't try and do in the future. They're they're confident in their guy. Um, we have a new pitching coach, right? No, we have a new hitting coach. We don't have a new pitching coach. We have a new pitching coach. Mike, uh, what's his name? Matt something Bush. Yeah, we're good. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. I guess, but, you know, the Red Sox are confident in their guy. Yeah. Um, They have to be with how much they're paying him. 
That's another thing I want to address is a lot of fans are confused about why the Red Sox are being so cheap. Why do they want to get under this luxury tax so much? Yeah, that's that's good. Alex Spear posted this article explaining the whole thing and how it can benefit the Red Sox. I didn't read it because I don't have a Boston Globe subscription. I don't want to pay for it. It would it would but cost them over three years. They would save like a hundred. Exactly. They would save like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, over three in the years. long run. Like, yeah, because the way it works is you get when you're over the salary cap and you're just chilling there. They keep increasing your penalties. Yeah. So for one team, just dipping at it and back, just going up and down. That's okay. That's sustainable. Uh, for the Red Sox flying over like they did, it's not. They're they got to cut. They got to go down. Um, and they're, they're taking away draft picks, too, or moving draft picks back. Yeah, they take everything. It's hard when we're trying to rebuild for the future or mm-hmm. rebuild the farm system. So yeah. that's why they're trying to get under the luxury tax, because money their money isn't unlimited. They can't just go out there and sign Steven Strasburg and Anthony Rendon and Mookie Betts and all these guys. That's just not how it works. In baseball, Like if you're like, okay, great, we can beat the Yankees this year, let's do it. Um, and take that penalty, it's possible. For a big market team like the Red Sox, it's possible. Well, I mean, that's what they did in 2018. Exactly. But it's not guaranteed. Baseball is so not guaranteed. Um, players can suck, and players can come out of nowhere and be good. Um, and the players you... Like Mookie Betts, one of the best players in the game, he could lay a fat goose egg on home plate every single game next year. And, like, there's no one could have predicted that, right? So you, you almost can't chill at the top of that salary cap every year. Uh, that's just the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, you can do it for one year like we did in 2018. 2019, we kind of tried to do it. We didn't succeed. So we can't do it again. Like, we can't just keep dishing out money and keep trying to buy these World Series championships because we have to be sustainable for the long term. We have to be good for many years. And that's why they brought in Heim Bloom. Is their whole thing was they want to be, they want to have sustained success. They want to be successful um in the future now and in the future and that's that doesn't come with paying the best free agents out there every offseason it comes with building young talent building a farm system and when you have young talent you don't have to pay them as much as you would pay like a 29 year old ace on the open market like Garrett Cole so that's why their primary focus right now should be building young talent getting good guys in the draft Maybe if you have to, sell some guys at the deadline. And um, that's why I don't like the idea of trading Andrew Benatendi and Michael Chavis is because they are young talent like that. And I think you should hold on to those guys. I would think. Tanner Roark just got a deal with the Blue Jays. So if the Red Sox were looking at him as a starting pitching option, he's off the board. He got $12 million a year anyways, $24 million total over two years. Yeah. Red Sox weren't going to pay him that. Yeah, that's high. Um they got rid of Dombrowski just to cut cap. There's no way they're going to make a splash in free agency. Yeah. That's true. They're not going to make a splash in free agency. It's not going to happen. That's specifically why they got businesses blooming. Yep. You know, so. Let's go to the uh, viewer question submitted. Uh, first listener question from Zach Boyle. Uh, do you think JBJ will be traded? I think so. They're actively shopping him, right? So They've been actively trying to trade him for like four years now, though. Well... <laughs> The more the later you do it, the more desperate you get. And he's he goes from like bag of Cape Cod chips to bag of Lay's chips. So, so Cape that, Cod's Cape Cod's better, better? Than, better than Cape Cod's better than Lay's. So you're so like he, it's a downgrade for what you're gonna get back from him because you want to have gone so bad. Just to explain the analogy, I know someone got that. Jackie Bradley Jr. <laughs> Ken Rosenthal reported at the beginning of this offseason that he thinks it's very likely that the Red Sox trade JBJ. And I agree. $11 million a year for a defensive center fielder doesn't make sense. I know he's a fan favorite. I like him too, except that he can't hit. But (laughs) (laughs) trading him, trading him is just the best option for the team at this point. That $11 million can do a lot for us. I do like him as a person, though. He's a great person. Jackie Bradley Jr., whole uh, family. He once posted on Instagram story that he really wanted a specific kind of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yeah. Um, and he was like, this is where I am. Come tell the uh, receptionist that uh, you're looking for me. And show, make sure you show her the ice cream. He wanted that so bad. So, you know, he took pictures of three people who brought him ice cream. If I lived in Boston, I would do that. Be cool. Oh, okay. Sh- gosh, gosh, we got to go give JBJ his ice cream. Everyone <laughs> go drop your stuff. All right. Uh, next question. We got thoughts on Shaw reunion, right? I forgot. Did I just say that? No, we have not mentioned Shaw. My bad. 
That's why I asked it again. Travis Shaw was non-tendered by the Brewers. Thanks, S'more 20. S'more. Asking some more questions every week. I love it. Yeah. I like this guy. Um, Did you get the joke? Because it's S'more. Uh, this is his you're name. Hilarious. You're hilarious. Mm-hmm. Funniest. Travis Shaw was non-tendered by the Brewers um, last week or whenever that happened. Do the Red Sox bring him back? No. Should they? Yes. I don't think the Red Sox are going to bring him back. They haven't seemed to be interested in him. Travis Shaw is interested in coming back to Boston, but the Red Sox have shown no signs that they're interested in bringing him back, but I think they should. He's not going to cost a lot. Boston fans love him. He loves Boston. He can play first base. We don't have a first baseman right now. It's true. We'll get there. We have a question about him. Oh, Travis like Shaw? next, but my emotions just went through a roller coaster here. The problem is that they signed back the fan favorites like Evaldi Pierce and Holt. I... Pierce is Pierce is officially retired. He's unofficially oh, is officially he? retired. Yeah, unofficially officially retired. Unoffi- yeah, that means that he Do you have a barbecue. No, <laughs> is that how you officially retire? You have a barbecue. Yeah, well, you get a barbecue, and then your mom puts up like the happy retirement sign over the door. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, next part. Um, what about Bryant? I know the Sox have got to look into trading him a year or two ago. So is Chris Bryant a big name on the stove right now? Well, he's a big name on the stove right now. Not and really for he's us. He's probably going to get dealt, but yeah, I don't think he's coming to the Red Sox. It yep. ju- I mean, it comes back to like the Red Sox, they're not going to make a big splash. That I would classify as a big big splash. The only big splash they would make is as an export, like trading away Mookie Betts or David Bryce. They're yep. not going to acquire anyone big, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would get the cool uh, posts on Instagram from MLB with like, you know, I don't know, like when we sign someone big, you have the city of Boston, you have the cool edit with like... Yeah, we're not going to get like the Photoshop edit of them in the Red Sox uniform. Yeah, we're not going to get any of that. Um, have you seen the pictures of, um, they're like cutting off Garrett Cole's hair and shaving his beard and putting him in a Yankees uniform? It's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Yankees yeah, fans get so excited about hair removal uh-huh. yeah. and like shaving. They're, they're odd. You ever been to New York? It's a weird place. Yeah, I don't like it. I like it. But My favorite odd. game to play in New York is where is that garbage smell coming from? <laughs> it's impossible to lose because it's everywhere. Yeah, fair. Dan Shaughnessy called Mookie overrated. Who cares? I hate Dan Shaughnessy. I know. We talked about this. We talked about that article. No. Okay. Yeah. We got. We're not. We can't get back into what this. What episode was that? Give me go citation. I don't know. We talked about um, it. I was mad. Um, I don't remember. Um, we have twenty six. I think we have three options at first base in Chavis, Dahlbeck, Travis. Moreland. Toss Moreland in there. I think there's a very legitimate chance that he yeah. comes back. Yeah. I think that we should sign either him or Travis. Even if they're not starters, they can at least be platoon guys over there. Because Dustin Majori, let's face it, he's not going to play every game this season. Bobby <laughs> Dahlbeck may not be ready. I think he is, but he may not be ready. He could struggle. We don't know what we're going to get from him at the major league level. So it's good to have a platoon guy there at first base. That can be Brock Holt, too. He plays first base. True. He hates playing first yeah. base, but he plays yeah. it. Um, One thing that I forgot to mention, Sandy Leone. He's gone. We traded him. Yeah, he is. So I remember when we first traded for him, he was like the fourth string catcher for the Washington Nationals. We traded for him. I'm like, who's this guy? He goes out. He bats like 500 for a couple weeks. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's the best. Then the next year he bats like three. Um, <laughs> buck thirty. Woo. <laughs> yeah, but the Sandman, um, Sandman, only active Hall of Famer. I can't say I'm gonna miss him on the playing field, but I'm gonna miss the idea of him. It will be <laughs> interesting when he comes back to Fenway as a Cleveland Indian because he's gonna get a standing ovation. Mimi X Bella uh, asks, not when a meeting related, but thoughts on Ellsbury getting released. I he's not alive. I liked Jacoby Ellsbury back in the day. I don't blame people for taking the money, but he kind of ripped the Yankees off. How wait? How many games did he even play for the Yankees? Many. There's no way it's more many. than like 13. He was like he was like the he was the guy when like you and I were both like starting yeah. to get into baseball. He was like yeah. that age. Outside of Fenway Park, I would go to games and like get your Jacoby Ellsbury sunglasses. Yeah. And um, he was, yeah, he was an icon on the Red Sox, and he went to the Yankees. Red Sox fans got mad at him for taking all that money. But I mean, I think I, don't I think blame him, this I was guess. all part of his plan that he was gonna go from the Red Sox to the Yankees, suck up a bunch of their money, never help them, only hurt them. It was all part of the plan. So you think he's moving to Boston now? And we're all gonna throw him a parade. 
no. Oh. I don't think anyone likes him still. I just, I just like parades. <laughs> I honestly don't think he's alive, though. No, I think the Yankees killed him. I like parades. All the injuries they made up. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about it. I, okay. I want to go to another parade. All right. Uh, will Brock come back? Hopefully, but maybe not. But hopefully. Hopefully, but maybe. Okay. Uh, could the Red Sox stay in the organization and have Hernandez be the fifth starter? So I said this a little bit earlier. I don't think Hernandez is going to be a rotation guy. I think he's going to be a bullpen guy. If they're really desperate and they don't have anyone else for the rotation, he could be. Uh, I don't think they're going to stay in organization for the rotation, though, because we don't have anyone in the organization. We don't have a single rotation prospect, I don't think. Jay Groom was originally supposed to be that, but he got that Tommy John surgery and hasn't ever been good in the minors. Uh, Tanner Hoke is a bullpen guy. Darwin Herna- Darwin's in Hernandez is a bullpen guy. Um, I guess there's uh, Mike Sharwarren. He's an option. We really need him. Sharwarren. But with Heim Bloom um, leading the Red Sox and them trying to cut payroll and be creative and all that stuff, there's a thousand percent chance that we will see a regular opener next year. Which yeah, I hate. Yeah. They were talking I hate, about but that. That's gonna happen. I'm surprised we didn't get that too. There's a ton of articles out today that. <laughs> You know, that they were talking about. I'm surprised we didn't get that, too. (laughs) Raise your hand if you didn't know what I was talking about. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Um, We have Elsa, a dog that I named Fuzz, and Elmo watching us (laughs) right now. So, (laughs) gives us the live studio feel. That's true. Anyway. I never even thought of that. That's true. Um, (laughs) This blew my mind. What were we saying? Oh, opener. Yeah, I hate openers. Yeah, so do I. I'm disgusted that the Red Sox are going to have to do that. The Rays were the guys who did it. And they lost in the ALCS. Why do you hate openers? Um, I guess I'm just more of the old-fashioned baseball mindset of a starting pitcher. Go six innings, get to the bullpen. Um, yeah, I don't hate openers as much as you do. I just think well, it's funny. I don't. I guess the concept of opener, I don't hate as much as I sounded like I did. Taking away I hate no the Rays openers. Like the guys that they have as openers in the Rays, like Ryan Stanek. And um, Sergio Romo. I just don't like these guys. Red Sox are rumored to be in on Sergio Romo, which I don't care a whole lot about, but I'm not a fan of his. Um, he's very untraditional, but not in like a fun Pat Nashek, um, Brad Ziegler way. Um, I also don't like the Rays. Did you know that clams can swim? How? See, usually, guys, we cut all this crap in, out, but in I actually shell or, have that's to say true. that. In no, shell or out so of shell? It's a clam. <laughs> I know what a clam looks like. When it's like, threatened. Yeah. Yeah, but I have to use that. Oh, it does threatens, it go like... It, it goes, goes like... It's <laughs> actually insane. All right, sorry. Uh, that makes sense, actually. Keep going. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. insane. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. You've seen it? I saw a video of it. <laughs> uh, should we go for a cheaper mid-tier starter like Michael Wacha or Tanner Rourke? Both of those were signed... Like, literally a few hours ago. Tanner Roark was signed a couple minutes ago, and Michael Waka was signed, like, two hours ago. Well, I mean, he, so, didn't, he didn't know that. True. This is a good question. The concept of it, yeah. I mean, we need starting pitching. <laughs> In an idea, we'll take we'll take his soul while they can have his body. All right. Um, Brendan, no, like, I mean, like, other guys. <laughs> like, other mid-level starting pitchers, yeah. yeah okay. No, I, I don't know. Like, is Rick Porcello considered a mid-level starting pitcher? I would say so, but I mean the Red Sox determine. Then we can't afford the Red Sox that. Sox det- determine his contract. They determine if they're going to put him in mid level. So, um, oh, well, I mean that's one thing that advantage of trading Mookie Betts is potentially we could get a good starting pitcher back who's doesn't have a big contract, an outfield replacement, and a bullpen guy or a prospect. Well, if we can just get a whole nine guys out of it. <laughs> you know, what if we traded our team for a different team? Just us for the Dodgers. No, us for the. Braves. I want the Braves. You'd give up Devers. No, well, let's keep let's keep our good players. Oh, I see. (laughs) This kid's gonna make it somewhere someday. (laughs) All right. Um Brendan Dolan asked, what's the word with Benny? Because I heard he might he met with coaches last night. Well, I don't know if the rumor I don't think they want to send him. I don't know if the rumor of packaging him with David Price originated in winter meetings among teams and among executives, or as like an internet thing with fans i i don't know if the red sox actually want to do that but 
it almost it seems like it could be something that's floating around. There could be some weight to it. Yeah, the Red Sox could be um, considering that. Just scary. Teams could be asking for that, and teams could be, or the Red Sox could be considering that. Um, what was the question? Am I answering something, or was I just talking? He's just talking about what's the word with Benny. Okay. Oh yeah, what's the what's the word with him? Um, yep, that's the word. I think it's close a your eyes and hope it works out. I think that's exactly what the Red Sox front office is doing. Honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're going like heavy into the analytics. I think like with the whole Heim Bloom Zach Scott whole I thing. I hate how baseball is becoming for nerds. Sports in general I hate it. too. Baseball, was baseball worse. especially, but sports in general. Like, just go out there and hit people and hit balls and do it. Throw yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just go do it. Yeah. Just do it, just nerds. Do, do the sports. So we need we need a new we need a baseball shirt that says "Just do it, comma nerds," and Hyam Bloom's face with a big cross in it, like a not a cross, like a yeah. But he's a cool nerd. He's he's a fine guy. I like with him. that jawline. I'm he, excited. He's for bound him. to be successful. It's not him. It's just that one aspect of him, his nerdy side that I don't, I dislike. That's yeah, it's not him. It's what he does. Yes. Um, what's the probability of Price being traded? So 62 that high percent that's just trade in general as of right now because there have been so many rumors circulating about him um a beat writer said that david price could be the first domino to fall it could be the first move that the red sox make so could happen trenny into the dodgers just happened like wait what thoughts did it actually well you're about to find out do we have breaking news live on air that doesn't have to do with the red sox but also kind of does uh yep. Well that sucks. Okay. <laughs> well that sucks. Um reliever Blake Trinan is just got signed by the Dodgers. I wanted the Red Sox to sign him, but great. SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy, so you know you're getting the best deal to any event. I don't have the sheet in front of me. Um, plus, they provide a view from your seat, so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. And you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. Go straight to my paycheck, so help out, guys. Nope. What is our best bullpen option from Ryan Sutherland, 15? What is our best um, option? Option in the organization currently on our team. Hot take. Darwin's and Hernandez. Oh, that was a hot take. He was... Uh, Love he was lights out last year in the time that he did pitch, and his stuff was nasty. I think he's our best bullpen arm right now. Brandon Workman's good, but you don't really know if he's going to repeat his success. Matt Barnes just blows it whenever <laughs> you need him not to. He's like Elmo. <laughs> let's, let's wrap up this nonsense. Um, Joey wasn't able to be here for the podcast recording today, but he did send in um, his state of the Red Sox, so here you go. All right, guys, welcome back to Joey's State of the Sox. I'm at work right now. Actually, I just got off, but anyway, first and foremost, I want to apologize to Mr. Crookshank. Mr. Gorham put me on the spot right there. I kind of had to say his name. You know how it be. So anyway, the Yankees got Garrett Cole. Uh, That's good for them. They needed a starter. They got their guy. Good job. But the contract is absolutely ridiculous. Nine years is way too much for a pitcher, especially when he's going to be in his age 30 season. You're going to be paying him until he's 38 years old. You also have nine years left at Giancarlo Stanton. You already hate him, and it's been like two years. So that's that's what I think is going to end up happening with Garrett Cole. You know, I think if he gets shelled one game, if he gets shelled in his first game, he's getting booed off the mound. Everyone knows this because Yankee fans are so like terrible. Anyway, I think the I think they're paying Cole way too much, but you know, in order to get him, they had to pay him that amount, and for that long. So, you know, they had to do what they had to do. But, you know, it's way too much money. And the length is just absurd. I think they're going to regret it. It's going to be a long nine years if this doesn't work out. Hopefully it doesn't. I want nothing more for him to get shelled this year and suck. And for all the years going down the road so that the Yankees fans are crying and bashing their heads against the wall. As for the Red Sox, I'm looking, on, I'm looking forward to seeing Jackie Bradley Jr. traded. Uh, I feel like we can get a decent return for him, nothing special. Um, I also hope that we can sign Sergio Romo. He's he's a veteran pitcher, playoff experience. I don't want him being our closer, but he'd be great in the back end of the bullpen. And then as for our closer, Will Harris is someone I'm looking at. 
Or, you know, I mean, I'm even cool with making Workman the full-time closer. However, I'd like for him to be more of a setup man. And then also Brock Holt, just pay him any amount of money he wants. And then as for David Price, you know me, huge David Price guy. If he goes, I'll have nothing but fond memories of him. And if he stays, I'd love to have him back. So uh, Mookie as well. Like, I think at this point Mookie is going to be staying. I think we're going to find a way to, to clear up enough money to give him the money he wants this time next year. Whether that be Evaldi going, uh, I don't know. And then as for packaging Benny with possibly Price or Evaldi, I'd love if we could stay away from that. I'd be a lot more comfortable giving up a prospect or two. And um, I don't know, guys. I don't have a lot a lot more to say. I don't. I just don't think that Garrett Cole signing is going to work out 100%. You know, people are saying the Yankees are World Series favorites. Yeah, that's cool and all, but let's be real. For the past 10 years, they've been nothing but below expectations. So I still believe in our Sox. We're going to give them a run for their money like every year. And, hey, I, I saw somewhere that the Reds have Luis Castillo on the trading block. If we have to trade Mookie, I'd say trade him to the Reds for Luis Castillo plus, you know, a bat. But who knows? All right, it's been Joey. We're going on four minutes now. I'm checking out. Hopefully, I'll be there for the next recording. And see you soon. Yankees suck. Go Sox. Peace. There you have it. There's Joey's take on it all. Um, I need a good outro. What do you got? This is an outro. Thank you all for listening to the In the Dugout podcast coming at you straight from the dugout. Thank you for listening. <laughs> My mom just texted me. (laughs) Don't worry. We love you all. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. On the In the Dugout podcast. (laughs) There there it goes. That's hilarious. Yeah, thanks for listening. See you next week. Merry Christmas!